Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Kiora and welcome from RNZ National. Here's Our Changing World with me, Alison Balance. Ed Yong's a science writer for The Atlantic, and he's the perfect person to introduce us to microbes. Microbes, you've been thinking about them and writing about them for a few years now? I have, yeah, for about 12 years, and I just had a book come out called I Contain Multitudes, which is about the microbes inside us, uh, how they shape our lives and affect our health. They are fascinating to me. I think microbes are sort of the, the ultimate underdogs. Um, they make for really good stories because they've been neglected for a long time. They've been cast as germs and as villains. You know, we wanted to kill them and to, to remove them from our lives. And now we're realizing that they're actually um, the, the rulers of the planet. They've been around for a long time. Uh, they run the show on the world and they run the show in our bodies. Um, all of our bodies contain trillions Billions of microbes that help to protect our health and digest our food and to tune our immune systems and many more important uh, jobs. So I contain multitudes. I, I am a massive community of living things, um, and that community uh, is, is uh, far from just a cause of disease. It is actually really important for my life. What intrigues me is that, that every month that goes past, even every week that goes past, there's more connections being drawn between this microbiome in our bodies and all sorts of aspects of our health, mental health, emotional health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there, there's this massive list of uh, disorders and diseases that have been linked to the microbiome now. Uh, everything from obesity to diabetes to uh, bowel cancer to heart disease, um, even things like anxiety or depression. Um, I, I think that the vast majority of these conditions are still um, only associated with the microbiome. So we don't know whether changes in the microbes are the cause of these conditions, whether they result from uh, the conditions, whether it's both or neither. Uh, And I think that's one of the critical questions in the field. To what extent are the microbes actually grabbing the wheel rather than just going along for the ride? Um, And that influences whether uh, how we how we deal with them, whether we um, can actually hope to treat disease by changing the microbiome within us, or whether it's more that we'll be say diagnosing disease by looking at changes in the microbiome as you said microbes have been cast for a long time as being baddies and do you think we're going too far the other way now and thinking that gosh all microbes are good yeah i I think there is being this this swing um so my friend jonathan eisen uh, calls it the swing from uh, germophobia to microbomania Uh, and i I think he's right Uh, we we talk a lot about good microbes i think we forget that um the microbes inside us are not inherently our friends or our enemies they can do important things for us but uh, we need to keep them in line we need to keep them in the right places the right parts of the body we need to control them with the immune system and so on 
on. And if they go uh, out of control, they can lead to poor health. Um, so they aren't just our friends or enemies. They, we are just another ecosystem for them to live in, like another lump of soil or drop of water. Um, and uh, we, we shouldn't fear things uh, that might change the microbiome. So there's a lot of fear around things like antibiotics, um, Partly for good reason, antibiotics um, do change the microbiome significantly, but they are also really important for keeping infectious diseases at bay. So I think the, the, the key is to have a bit of balance in our perception of microbes, to understand that they are really important. Um, they aren't necessarily our enemies, nor are they our friends. And, and what we need to do is to find ways of living with them harmoniously. Now, you found an awful lot of intriguing stories to tell in your books. Mm -hmm. What's your favourite? Um, so my favourite involves a bacterium called Wolbachia, um, which is, is one of my favourite microbes. Oh, I'm it's, glad you picked that one. Thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, Wolbachia is extremely common. It is found in about 40% of arthropod species, so it's one of the most common and successful bacteria in the world. Um, it does all sorts of cool things to its host. It manipulates the biology. It can change their sex ratios. It can transform males to females. Um, but it's also got immense practical importance for us because um, if it's put inside uh, Aedes aegypti, the mosquito that spreads diseases like Zika and yellow fever and dengue, um, it actually stops those mosquitoes from spreading the viruses behind those diseases. Um, and so uh, scientists are releasing Wolbachia infected mosquitoes in lots of tropical countries around the world in a bid to uh, drive down the prevalence of these viruses and the spread of these viruses among the wild insects and I think the technique has tremendous potential um, and it just goes to show that um, discovering a microbe that no one thought was important or had any use leads to uh, loads of fascinating biology and the potential to save and improve hundreds and thousands of lives. Genetics is certainly helping in our understanding of how many microbes there are, but it doesn't necessarily tell us what those microbes do, does it? No, that's right. Um, so we're at a stage now where um, rather than having to grow microbes in the laboratory, you can take a swab from an environment, um, you know, shatter whatever microbial cells are there, uh, extract their DNA, sequence it, and find out who's who. So we're very good at identification um, and, and cataloging the life around us. Um, we can look at the genes of those microbes, which provide hints about what they're capable of, but um, we still are largely in the dark about how those communities operate, like how they interact with each other, um, the, the sort of food webs and, and codependencies between the microbes, between them and the hosts, um, how those communities build up over time, how they change with uh, the experiences we go through, the diets that we eat. Um, I think that uh, we have a lot of power uh, in, at our disposal to analyze the microbiome. We are... Uh, accumulating data um, uh, by, you know, at, at breakneck speeds. Um, but actually interpreting it and trying to work out what it all means to us is the big challenge for the field right now. How easy is it for us to pick up new microbes in the sense, and I'm thinking that, so you, you're from the States, you're visiting here, you've got your own microbiome that you've bought, but you come to New Zealand, you're exposed presumably to a whole lot of different things. You know, yeah. are you going to be picking up some of those on your way around, or are you already full 
Um, so for sure, you'll pick up new microbes. Uh, you know, every every uh, new mouthful of food you eat will introduce different microbes and will change the communities inside you. We've seen from studies where people have tracked their microbiomes uh, longitudinally over time um, on a very fine daily timescales that you travel abroad, your microbiome will change. Um, you know, studies have been done on people like uh, roller derby players who are showing that their skin microbiomes change um, during the course of a game because they pick up microbes from other players as they bump and 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 uh, and uh, hustle with each other um, but um that those changes uh, tend to be temporary. Um, so there is a lot of dynamism to the microbiome, but it, it exists against this background of constancy. So many of the strains and species that we live with um, tend to be the same ones we live with uh, over years and decades uh, from sort of the age of three onwards. Um, but you know, the relative abundance of different groups will change uh, with our, our experiences. Thanks, Ed. And science writer Ed Yong is author of the book, I Contain Multitudes. Thanks for listening. I'm Alison Balance, and this, our Changing World Story, first aired on RNZ National on October the 26th, 2017. Want to know more? Just search for Our Changing World on rnz.co.nz. We're also on the new and improved RNZ app, which you can download for free from the Apple or Google stores. And you can subscribe to our podcast at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another RNZ podcast you might like to try is the new series, The Long Way Home. Join actor Bruce Hopkins as he walks the length of New Zealand along Te Araroa Trail. Bye for now. Noho ora mai rā. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.